So yeah, no, I agree. It was it was it was awesome having Joe. He's, he, I mean, the guy can tell a story. He he can he he can talk. Like he's got he's got a lot of creativity going on in that mind. And uh, and you know I, but it was just so cool to have him on. I just wanted to let him do his thing and tell his stories. And because uh, I know that viewers often, you know, they want to hear the guest more than they hear me. So you know, you just. Let him tell. Let him tell a story because he's got his his percept his his perception is one that we don't own. We don't have. Like I, I never played in the NHL or the WHA, so it was. <laughs> I you know I I remember going into the shop, and I you know I I knew it was called Joe Daly's, but I didn't really connect that that Joe Daly was the owner of Joe Daly's, <laughs> <laughs> and. I think I made I'm, at at one point I made a mention of like the holy goalie, and I did and his eyes kind of just like went wide and I was like, oh should I should I not have said that? And then I was like, oh maybe like people called him the holy goalie because he was full of holes, you know, like as <laughs> versus as being a, holier than thou as opposed to H O L Y. Um, right. But yeah, it, it then it never came up again. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Say hi to uh, Chris West is back. Chris, good evening again. Drew Herndon, nice to see you, pal. Um, thanks for joining us, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you. Drew is uh, one of the one of the. Uh, I, I think Drew, if you're one of the founders of Hobby Hotline, um, another YouTube channel that I'm a privileged uh, guest host on once a month on a Saturday morning. And that was this morning. Uh, and Drew is the engineer behind that show, and um, I'm happy to do it. We have we have Drew Herndon, we have John Newman, who's got a long-standing podcast called Sports Card Nation. We've got Dr. James Beckett. We've got Brian Gray. We've got Brody the Kid. We've got Rich Klein, uh, among many others. Who some I don't even know very well, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to know them. But anyway, Drew, thanks for joining. So yeah, Dave, I mean, uh, oh, here we go. Royal says, that was a great interview. Thanks, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Glad you enjoyed it. Chris says, there, there not being enough entry-level products seems to be a common thread among shop owners and collectors. And it's not like Tim Hortons is theirs to sell. So that kind of takes away from them a little bit. What do you I, see? I, go ahead. I actually went to Tim Hortons the other day and I picked up a pack and I, I hadn't bought a pack of that in uh, maybe never before. Um, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, cool. Like I could get a cool card. And then I opened it and I got three cards and I was, I was a little surprised that there were only three cards, but uh, it's always been three cards just so you yeah, know. Okay. I don't know. Well, you got an acetate card there. I, I did. Yeah. I was like, Oh, Oh, this one. Yeah, but I mean, is that is this anything? I don't know. Well, it's an insert. I think it is. I mean, you know, if you're gonna, if I were to collect Tim Hortons, which I don't, I would be going for those acetate inserts and try and get the whole set because they're gonna look nice in a binder. I'm these aren't investment caliber cards, yeah. but that's okay. I collect cards to collect as well as to invest. Yeah. So, well, it's a nice. it's a Brady Kachuk. So hey, nothing nothing wrong with Brady Kachuk. Hometown hero, right? Well, kinda, sorta. Kind maybe <laughs> maybe conceived in Winnipeg at one point, and now I, uh, I I knew his mom. Did you did you know Chantel? I knew his mom too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew her from the old days of uh, uh, Flipside and scan and uh, was it called uh, Changes? Remember the bars? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There used to be videos of that on YouTube, like people dancing at Changes. 
but I think they were removed. But that was like, I'm like, wow, I can't believe this exists. It's like I know. crazy. I, I went and watched those back by myself, trying to see myself because I was one of those dorky, uh, you know, late teenagers, early 20 year old, or probably no teenager dancing to uh, Robert Palmer and Holland Oates and whatever else was Duran Duran, 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 Wham. I remember Wham. I mean, that was George Michael. That was huge back in those days. Paul C., good to have you back. Royal says, we just needed Tim Hortons down here. Where are you, Royals? Let me know where uh, where you live. I, I'm not sure that I know. Be interested to hear it. So, so, guys, we got Dave Kaplan joining me on that side. Dave's a guy, if you heard in the last show, we grew up together. We went to the same elementary school, of all things, and uh, pretty much lost touch maybe after, <laughs> after elementary school. Maybe saw you here or there, but well, uh, then through the hobby, somewhat reconnected. So yeah. nice to have you join, Dave. I know. So you let's hear a bit about what you're doing because my glass tiger, exactly, <laughs> Mr. Mr., remember? That's a Canadian reference only, glass tiger. Yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes southwest of kansas city ah very good oh and that's why you're royals got it got it <laughs> so dave tell us a bit about because i'm curious i mean i know how everyone approaches the hobby differently and that's what i love about going to card shows is meeting people and, and saying like hey what are you doing here what do you collect how do you approach the hobby your approach is a little bit more unique than a lot of them that i might know because you collected as a kid just like i did we went to the same places to buy our first hockey cards in the early 80s. And then you took a break. Now you're back. Tell us, tell us a bit about your approach. Right. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, you're correct. Um, I, You know what? Thinking about it now, I think my the first set I bought was probably 78, 79, the, uh, the bossy rookie year. Um, and then I had, I had, you know, maybe 100 or so of those cards. But then I, I heavily bought 79, 80. Um, and then I collected through 8081, 8182. Um, and then maybe things kind of fell off a little bit in terms of collecting hockey cards. Um, I also bought baseball cards and I even tried to, at one point in my childhood, like accumulate a card of every single set that came out, including like stuff like Happy Days and Mork and Mindy and non sports cards, whatever. I obviously didn't do it. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and then I guess uh, would have been back in the late 80s, early 90s, when uh, things started sort of booming again. I got back into the hobby, um, as a lot of us did, with the, you know, I, I bought a lot of like the 89.90 Opeachy, and then I remember at the time, like trying to get, also I was a little bit late to the release of like the you know, the upper deck baseball, the Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card and the Brett Hall rookie card. So, but I did subsequently spend a lot of money trying to pull those cards in packs and and never did. Um, and then, you know, collecting through the early 90s with the pro set and the, you know, the junk wax, junk hockey wax, like the Parkhurst, the pro set, uh, whatever the later issues of OPG in the early 90s. And then... Um, Remember OPG Premier? I, of course, I remember OPG Premier. I remember buying it like a Shell gas station on Grant and Niagara. Like they were one of the only places that had packs. And this was after people were kind of going crazy for it. Um, and then you just reminded me that I bought a lot of my early packs at uh, Niagara Drugs, which was also on Grant and Niagara. And that's where I bought a lot of those Gretzky rookie years um, packs. And, and uh, also on Saturdays, 
uh, downtown at the Y, buying packs, getting fries with gravy. Um, and uh, so, you know, I was, I was a kid. I was collecting. I liked the Jets. I liked hockey. Um, and then in the early 90s, I also was getting into baseball, like buying baseball prospect and trying to figure out who are the hot rookies going to be and like speculating on all that, like guys like... Uh, Juan Guzman. Remember the Juan Guzman cards that were out? I He's the Blue Jay? It was uh, Carlos remember. Delgado. Carlos Delgado was the man. But do you, re but do you remember Juan Guzman? I think he was in a well, Bowman set card. Before we go on, Car Carlos, uh, good evening to you. Carlos, I'm sure remembers Juan Guzman. That's I'm sorry, Dave. It's just that's what it, it just came to mind for me. Uh, I, I, I remember do. Guzman, and uh, you know yeah. a lot of those guys from from the early '90s. I mean, of course, there was the Griffey, the Thomas, and then uh, you know other guys that people wanted. Like McGuire was popular, obviously, when him and Sammy Sosa had the big year, and then people went back and look for Sammy Sosa's card, which everyone had, no one was collecting. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So then I was, I was buying stuff and then I guess I kind of, things fell off again. I was also buying a little, I was buying comics and cards and then I kind of basically, I guess stopped collecting until about a year and a half ago when I kind of got back into it again. Kind of. Um, Kinda. No, well, you, you could say I'm back into it again. Uh, so uh, a good friend of mine here, his name is Mike Chark. I, I live in Vancouver now, um, I guess I should say. Dave's in Vancouver? Grew up in Winnipeg, uh, moved to Vancouver, and then I actually moved to New York for 15 years, which I don't know if you knew. You might have known. You mentioned, yeah. Yeah, and then I moved back to Vancouver, and... Um, my good friend, Mike Chark, who uh, his business is called AA Sports Cards. Um, he buys and sells cards and sports cards and memorabilia. And he had uh, come into this big collection of like uh, a lot of non-sports cards. And he wasn't like that wasn't really his milieu. Like he's more of a vintage guy, more of a hockey guy. And I mean, he knows that, you know, I've been on eBay since like 1998 and just like, you know, selling off and on, not, not as a power seller or anything like that, but I know how to list things. I know how to ship things. So he asked me if I wanted to, you know, help him sell this like large collection of non-sports. And, uh, and I said, yeah, sure. And it was like, I mean, that was very cool because that was kind of an education for me. And in a lot of cards that I, as a kid, like thought had no value. Like these were wrestling cards. These were Marvel cards. These were, well, MMA cards, which didn't exist at the time, but movie cards, like things that I traditionally like had always discounted as, as being anything of value, like the Star Wars cards that I had as a kid, which I threw away. Um, <laughs> and so I, uh, you know, I helped, Mike sell these and um you know it was it was fun and uh it was it was a good uh it was a good sale for both of us and then uh we just slowly started doing more stuff together and now we do a lot of stuff together um so you're buying you're buying you're basically buying and selling collections is what you're doing and you're enjoying it are you are you okay before i ask you the next question which is going to be are you collecting for yourself because i, I want to know i just want to say hello to we had david g from new jersey 
Right on. I, I like knowing where people are from, especially like if I don't know you. And I don't know David G. So good to have New Jersey in the house. Charles is back. Charles, I don't know who this is, but he says <laughs> it's probably uh, one of my friends. <laughs> He's probably watching in the Facebook group. And uh, just so you know, Dave, there's I have a friend in Calgary named Dave Kaplan. And um, and uh, so it could be someone who's like, hey, that's the, that's a different Dave Kaplan. Carlos Hi. is here. Gurpreet says, have you guys heard of Gematria? I have not. The card collector says, hi, hello to you, Joe Carter. I'm Yeah, of course, Joe yeah. Carter. That home run is un unforgettable. Paul says, Juan as in gone Guzman. He was such a prospect for the Blue Jays, a pitcher, and uh, never turned into much. Chris remembers Juan Guzman from cards. Yep. Carlos liked Guzman, but he was hit and miss when he was great. He was transcendent for stretches when not. Yep. I, that, that's about what I remember too, Carlos. David G, he had a blue glove. That's all you have to know. Yes. When fat, when Guzman was off, fans got souvenirs. Ziggy in the house. Good evening, Ziggy. Thank you, Jeremy and guests for the conversations. Streamyard. Yeah, if you are the Facebook person who I did not know who said Dave Kaplan, please go to this. Please go to this website, Streamyard.com/slash/Facebook. Click the big blue button, and that will allow Streamyard to pick up your name from Facebook, and then we can talk more. As more like friends. Paul Cashman says, I like how Gaston, Cito Gaston, liked to get like to let Guzman pitch his way out of his out of his own mess. You got yourself into it, you're gonna get yourself out of it. So I don't know, Dave. I mentioned yeah. Guzman. Now we're talking about him. AM, <laughs> you're in hockey town. Do you know do you know where that is? I know Detroit likes to think it's hockey town. Is that what you're talking about? You let me know. Terry Fortune says it. Chris Bennett from Winnipeg. Welcome, Chris. Colin Murray says Guzman, tough, tough auto to get if you can find him. Ah, yes. Very good. Thank you, AM. All right. Good stuff. So, Dave. Yeah. Niagara Drugs. Now, I grew up going to Niagara Drugs, the odd time, which was a drugstore. It was like two blocks away from my house, long blocks. And I'd go there. These were the days when you could send your 12-year-old kid, being me, to go mm -hmm. buy cigarettes for your mom. And I got the I got to do that a few times. And my my commission was, you know, here's a few extra quarters. Buy yourself some packs. Buy yourself some packs of hockey cards or basketball cards. I was buying 80, 81 tops basketball cards at Niagara Drugs. The, the 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 Magic Johnson Larry Bird card. Man, those are the memories. So it's funny, Dave, because we you think about your LCS. You think about where you buy your cards. We all have our LCS. If you're fortunate to live near one, you have your LCS. And I always think my original LCSs were Joe Daly sports cards, AbD cards, which was in mm -hmm. the, back, the yeah. back corner in this like makeshift room in the back of Book Fair, which was a comics and used bookstore. You remember that? Well, do, do you remember they had two locations though? They had one that was further on Portage, like closer to the bay. Um, and they were upstairs in, uh, in like the game, the video game store, right? Do you remember that one? I remember, I remember going to play video games at like Saratoga and well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, my, my mother's family actually owned that building that they used to be in. It was, it was like an early video game store. I can't remember what it was called. And that was on Portage. That was, it was on Portage uh, a little bit closer to the Bay. And then they moved on to the one on Hargrave and then they were in the back of book fair. Okay. Well, and I, then they probably moved I was, again. Yeah, I wasn't there in those. I was there when they were in the back of Book Fair. But anyway, you think about you know in Winnipeg, you had ABD cards, you had you had Joe Daly sports cards, and but but the true original LCS 
were the gas stations or the corner stores. And in our case was this drug yeah. store called Niagara Drugs that was, you just go in there and, you know, along with all the awesome candy that you bought as a, yeah. as a yeah. real youngster, you'd buy these cards. All right, what else we got here? Uh, Tiger Jordan from Boston area, but favorite player as a kid was George Bell. That's cool, Tiger. I didn't know you were from Boston, and I'm probably going to forget where everybody's from, but great to have you back as always. Sometimes it confuses me. Terry Fortune, Barfield had a great arm. AM, how horrible those Bird Mart Magic RCs were, the three-panel perforated cell. Yeah, but now they're classic, right? Now they're they're something so weird that they're they're almost – I don't know. They're kitschy. They're, they're just, I think they're awesome. I remember I'd buy those packs. I would literally fold them in half. Oh. Tear them apart, and <laughs> gross. But I mean, I, I have a very vivid memory, Dave, of yeah. driving somewhere in the back of my mom's car, opening these packs of basketball cards, you know, tearing them apart. And then basically taking them and like picking my teeth with the corners of so oh. I just took I don't know. That could have been a Magic Johnson or a Larry Bird rookie card that I like basically had halfway in my mouth. I, I don't know why, but hey, I was like probably how old was I? I was nine years old or something like that. Yeah. Rod Jameson, the corner store in Swan River, Manitoba. My first mm -hmm. LCS, right? No doubt. You got I do remember when I, he, had, he had his he had his car shop in Tuxedo. Oh, no. I remember that. I forget what it was called. And uh, it didn't last too terribly long, but North Dakota in the house. Yes, I remember. Dave, I mean, growing up in Winnipeg, we used to get on the highway, you know, with our families, drive down, stay at the Hall yeah. in Grand Forks. It had the water park. It had the video game arcade. And if yeah. you went down to Fargo, you got to go to the card shop that was in the shopping center there and uh, maybe look at some cards. Well, yeah. I, I remember going to, like, Target, and then they would have, uh, like, rack packs of, like, Topps Baseball and stuff like that where you could see the top card. And then it was so exciting to like maybe get a good card, but also to buy tops because you couldn't find tops in Winnipeg. You only got Opeachy, which was, you know, inferior. Um, and uh, so that was always fun getting American stuff when we went down to Fargo. Yeah, I, I remember going. I remember going down there to buy Jolly Ranchers and yes, Starbursts, of course, and yes. Skittles before you could get and, Skittles in Canada. And they had a Burger King before we had Burger King. <laughs> That's how backwater Winnipeg was. Yeah. <laughs> too funny, too funny. Big Nick's in Fargo, still there, still there. Oh, my gosh. I remember going in there, and uh, it was uh, Roger Maritz was the biggest thing going in Fargo. I think it was from – I think it was oh, from – Oh, he from there? It was from there. I'm sure Mike can, can, can set us straight on that, but I believe Roger Maritz was from – Fargo, North Dakota, or nearby. And I remember they had his rookie card, and it was like it was, it had the same status as a Mickey Mantle did in Fargo, North Dakota in, in 1983, sort of thing. So very cool, very cool. Well, so you know, let's uh let's talk a bit about um what's going on kind of this week. We got these two Gretzky cards that are gonna sell. Yes. And I mean, I'm a big advocate of the Gretzky rookie. I, I think it's an important card. And I think we're about to find out just how important the, the card really is. So a question I have, and I pose it to everyone out there watching, to you, Dave, even to Carlos, who's not a fan of the card. Not a hater, but not a fan <laughs> of it. I poke fun. I pose the question to everybody. You know, if these if these cards sell for a million dollars, both of them, let's say the Opeachy goes for 1.2 and the and the Tops goes for a million bucks, buyer's premium included. I'm just... Okay, okay. What is that? What does that mean? Is that like uh 
Is that something new for hockey? The first million dollar hockey cards. What does that mean for for the hobby? And 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 what does it mean for the lower graded cards? What do you think, Dave? Well, I mean, I I think that uh, you know the adage "a rising tide floats all boats." I mean, I think it's going to basically, you know, raise the price on all of the Gretzky rookies, the lower, the lower graded ones, you know, up through the higher graded ones. Um, it, uh, I'd be surprised if the tops card sold for a million, but I guess you never know. That that OPG one seems to be at six fifty right now. I think it was was stuck at six twenty five for a while, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna, you know, it's definitely gonna raise the the floor on all the lower graded Gretzky cards. That's my opinion. Um, yeah, no, I I, I kind of I think it will too. I mean. That's what happens, right? It it yeah. takes something like this to really uh, to to really make a permanent difference on on everything that's kind of beneath it. And we've seen, but the thing is, we've seen these rises already in the past year. Yeah. We've seen yeah. the rises of every grade of Gretzky. What we haven't seen are the tens. So maybe what's actually happening is the ten is now going to catch up. What's already happened to the sevens, eights, and nines? Because we see mm -hmm. nine sell here and there. A nine yeah. PSA top, a PSA nine tops recently sold for forty thousand dollars. I bought mine three years ago for five thousand. Yeah, I now mean, I'm happy I have it. But so are the are the tens now going to actually take their their appropriate position within? You know, their are they going to claim their appropriate price point based on what these? seven dates and nines have already been selling for or is it going to push it even further and i don't know i don't think anyone knows but it, it's fun to talk about what do you what do you yeah. what do you say to that um well I, I i wanted but when you were talking about the gretzky rookie i wanted to tell you what happened to all my 79 80 cards okay let's so hear it. uh back in the day when i was a kid i was buying all these 79 80 cards and i had lots of doubles and I decided that, well, what's the use in having two of anything? As long as I have one, I don't need any of these doubles. So I took them to Red River Comics. I don't know if you remember that place. I do. And they, they used to buy cards and they, of, of any, I guess, any card. And they gave you like two cents or something for it. So I thought I was super smart. And I sold all my 7980 doubles uh, for two cents a piece to Red River Comics. Um, but I did hold on to one Gretzky, which probably was a three, two, or a three. Because um, uh, I mean, if I had two, I probably would have just given, given, a, like, sold the other one for two cents. Um, and uh, that one I held on to for a while, and I sold it a few years ago for for not that much money. But it wasn't a very high high grade Gretzky. But um, I mean, I think that with this card, what might happen also is like, I mean, you know, it's it's also probably going to flow through to some of the other goats, like the the ores and the hows. And I mean, I don't know if it's going to push the modern cards like the Crosbys and the McDavid's because they're already high relative to when they were released. But I guess it could just boost all vintage. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know, like maybe it'll affect like the Messiers and, the, you know, sort of the lesser, like I, I'm probably what I think people might start doing is is reaching for the second year Gretzky because the rookie will have become so unattainable in terms of price point that people will start looking at, you know, high grade second year cards. Um, which, and, 
and and his second year card has seen massive gains this year alone and let's let's just be honest that second year card is an absolutely gorgeous card like it's i think it's an amazing card yeah it so, is a nice card it's it um i mean it's somewhat nicer i think than it can be than the rookie card speaking it's, of which here's you, one you're gonna show us something let's see well i took i just took it out okay i don't know i don't know if you can tell but it's it might be a one well, that's a nice one. Um, well, no, because you can't really, uh, you can't really tell, but like the corners like are almost coming apart. Um, okay. Okay. So, and it's got creases, et cetera. But I mean, one question uh, that like we, we kind of asked on Instagram the other day, and I, I, I think I know your answer to this is, would you rather have this one or uh, a razor sharp trimmed card that looks like a 10 well for me because uh, yeah for me i would take oh gosh that's a tough question i, I want both i'm okay <laughs> like i i'm okay with a trimmed card if it's says it if it's slabbed and says trimmed because i i don't ever want to have a card that could get out of my possession and be passed off as untrimmed or or as authentic or as unaltered um yeah. so but you know it's tough with the Gretzky because I've got a couple nice Gretzkys. But if you were to talk, if you were to do ask me that same question with a fifty-two tops Mickey Mantle, I'd take the mm -hmm. razor sharp trimmed copy over a beat up one every day of the week because I want to look at it and there's nothing wrong to me with owning a card that's trimmed. If you're if you fully know it's trimmed and you're yeah. okay owning it trimmed, why not? Like that's not a it's not it's not a bad thing. Just never try to pass it off as as unaltered in the future that's yeah. and that that's something i would never do so i'd be okay with it i want to get to a couple comments quickly if sure. we can mike zierk uh confirms that yes shanley high school in fargo is where, uh, is where uh roger maris went and they have a museum in the mall of all places yeah i remember that i museum. remember that I part Oddwack. i wonder <laughs> if he's related to harry Oddwack from winnipeg says hello from vancouver originally from the shtetl of garden city west kildona winnipeg Filled my winter parka pockets with hockey cards and gum in the 70s and early 80s. Hart, welcome to the show. Terry Fortune says, I don't know if the tops will hit a million, but the Opeachy definitely will. Terry, put in the comments, where do you think, take a guess, man. I'm going to I'm gonna put the pressure on you, Terry. Terry is an expert with Wayne Gretzky rookies, <laughs> I believe. So, Terry, I'm curious. Anyone else wants to take a guess? Let's get some guesses going, guys. What is the PSA 10 tops? Wayne Gretzky rookie going to sell for and take a shot at the OPC, please. Let's see some uh, see some guesses out there. Carlos says, I agree with David, but in fairness, the lower graded ones have already been shifting upward. 100% true. This should continue that trend. And that's where I was saying, again, yeah. I think it will because just the, the hype and the headlines. But again, yeah. are these 10s going to sell because of what because of what's already been happening and and be the greater hobby he's a goat who knows we will find out colin says it has to add value or at least justify what low grades are going for psa 9 should go up as well as the ones see that's what i that's exactly oh that's exactly what i think colin i think i like what you're saying here it has to add value or at least justify what low grades are going for now that's that's what i'm wondering is it justifying it or is it going to pull it even higher we will see. Okay, we got some guesses coming in, guys. I love this. Thank you. Terry says 1.6 million for the Gratsky, uh, for the Opeachy. AM 2.5 million. That would blow <laughs> my mind. 
Terry says eight hundred thousand for the tops. I think that's, I think that's reasonable. I, I hope it gets there. Yeah. Am says I'll take it. Yeah, sold. Mm -hmm. Okay, here I like this. Chris says two thirds of the Opeachy, and that's the ratio that's going to be really interesting, especially for some of these new data tools like Card Ladder, who uses uh, they they use comparable comparable cards to predict values of of other cards and this is one that they could use because you know uh, these these ratios tend to be true over time paul c says 1.4 million and 99 cents for the opici nice. yeah i mean so that's could be could be colin says 700,000 for the tops 1.2 for the opici it's kind of where i'm going kind of think that seems reasonable to me. Yeah, that's kind of where I am too, Colin. I hope I'm wrong on the low side. I want these things to go for a ton of money. I want hockey to get the recognition it deserves. And these are these two cards this week is I think is a big deal for that. LG welcome says 1.35 for the OPG 715 for the tops. Yeah, again, right around where, where I'm thinking too. I would probably, you know, I'm thinking that 1.2, 1.3. And again, with I'm, the BP. What's that? With the buyer's premium. Yeah, with buyer's premium. And then again, what currency are we talking? Are we talking Canadian or USD? I'm not sure what everyone's put, putting out there, but we will see. I guess we're talking USD because that's what the auction is in, but uh, time will tell. Paul says, I like tossing the player's number in somewhere in for a bit. I knew that's what you were getting at, Paul. And hey, that happens often. Although in, a, in, in these guys' auctions, you don't. there's no pennies, but eBay there certainly is. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I think it's I think it's a big deal, and I'm looking forward. We're gonna have Bobby Burrell on the show and Sean Chalk on Friday, a special episode to kind of break down these sales, and I'm looking forward to that, <clears throat> which will be which will be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the thing about that card is, I mean, it is it's obviously a desirable card, but it's nowhere near as rare as as a how or even an or you know what i mean like there's lots of them out there and we're just going to see i think a lot more of them come out after this story i think you're right i think while yeah i agree it's it's much less rare than the other cards you mentioned but i think it's also much more desirable or not desirable much more it's on many more people's kind of want lists than right. the or, than the or and the how are cuz he played in the modern era right right if you think about it his rookie card is only like six or seven years older than michael jordan's michael jordan's card is to this day like the most iconic card in the hobby yes you'll hear about the honus yes you'll hear about the 52 tops mantle but today collectors today i think that mj card is kind of the one that uh that leads the pack i had a guy a guy who um he's I've seen him at card shows for years, the expo, the national, and he made a call. He, so he's a bit of a, an experienced card buyer seller. And he said, and he sets up at the national, he, he buys at the expo, but he said to me a long time ago at, at, a, at an expo, he said, I gauge the whole market by what the Jordan rookie does in PSA 10. He watches the PSA 10 when it comes down he feels like the hobby is, uh, you know, coming down a little bit in popularity. When it's going up, he thinks the hobby is stronger, and he he kind of uses it as a gauge for the overall hobby. Mm -hmm. So, from your perspective, and people in the audience, if people watching, what do you think of that? Like, is the Michael Jordan is it the gauge for the whole hobby? Is the Wayne Gretzky rookie card the gauge for the hockey hobby, or is it the Sidney Crosby or the Connor McDavid? What what can we use to gauge these? And it's it's inter These are interesting 
thought experiments, Dave, because there's so many new people coming into the hobby recently that yeah. they need a reference point. So I mean, I, I think the Jordan uh, is a good barometer of how the hobby's doing. I mean, he's probably, you know, arguably the one of the most popular living athletes still, I would say. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, his card is is definitely, I think, on a majority of collectors' want lists if they could afford it. So, I mean, I think that is a good uh, that is a good gauge of the hobby. And I mean, basketball, I mean, at least right now, is probably the most popular sport to collect. Um, I mean, baseball is always going to be up there too. But yeah, no, I think that's a pretty smart way of thinking. I mean, I know there's probably some guys who have like those card ladder guys or, or some other guys who have like a kind of a Dow Jones composite of all the, you know, the most popular cards. And there's probably a way to track that up and down, which is another way you could measure the hobby. I'm sure someone has done it. Um, but yeah, that is a, that is an interesting, interesting yeah. point. Here's a really great comment from Jason Brown. He says, don't gauge the market on cards out of most people's reach. So, okay, so <laughs> PSA 10 Jordan is out of most people's reach. Um, but as we said earlier, the rising tide floats all boats. You know, those are the cards that do dictate a lot of what happens in the lower, the lower grade points, right? So, yeah, a PSA 4 Michael Jordan is more affordable, but it's not – I think it's just not one that that, that reflects or, or, or kind of represents the market as much as maybe – maybe PSA 9 Jordan is the better one. It's still, you know, 10, 15, 20 grand. But, but, but I mean, even if you're not looking at the 10, if you're looking at the 4, chances are they're going to go up and down in lockstep, right? So – you could probably look at any one of those. I mean, it's possible that one card might be on the rise and one card might be on the decline because one is overvalued and one people thought was a good deal at a lower price. But or look at an average of all the PSA graded Jordans. I don't know. Doesn't you're the other guy, Adam? Isn't that what he does? Um, yeah, with his with the basketball card fanatic magazine, he actually yeah. runs indices and tracks these things and market capitalization. So you know the. Total yeah, right, right. multiplied by the value gives you the market cap of a specific yeah. card. I, I believe Michael Jordan is number one for what he's analyzed, followed by like mm -hmm. James, Topps, Chrome, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. A couple of comments that came in here. Um, Colin says nobody should be selling Gretzky's right now, but a lot of people are. Chris West says one gazillion Zimbabwe dollars <laughs> for every Ziggy Palfi rookie. You gotta get Ziggy Palfi into well, every really. after hours, it's just the way it works on here on YouTube. Uh, AM says, shouldn't be accurate. Research should determine. Okay, fair comment. Rod Jameson says, the last eight months have blown up all the gauges. 2021 will give us a reset to see where we truly lie. I mean, hey, that's, you know, the future will, the future will unfold. That's all, that's all we know is it will unfold one way or another. Paul, just glanced at eBay. Gretzky rookies, my favorite is a PSA one with a regrade in the title. Too bad about the wicked crease. You know, that's PSA ones are the most interesting grade point out there. I believe you can get a, a, a card that has been crunched up, spread back out, dunked in water, pulled out, coffee thrown at it, you know, this and that. Get a slab that'll come back a PSA one if it's still, if you can still tell what card it is, you know. Or you can get a PSA one that looks super sharp, but has like a big black X on the back or something or a crease through it that 
but it can still be a really nice, it can still have eye appeal. You can find PSA ones with eye appeal. Like yeah. PSA ones can be very, can be good value first. I mean, at that price point, I think, you know, also they're just something about the slab makes the card look better, right? Just the fact that it's in a slab. Like if you looked at this card that I just showed, um, like you look at it on its own and you're like, yeah, that's not so great, but put it in a slab and have a PSA logo on. It, and then you're like, oh yeah, it's not too bad. All right. It does. The, the, the slabs do dress up our cards. They do help them present a little bit better than in a simple top loader. You know, one touches or magnetics can be really nice too. They're there. Mm -hmm. I think they really present and show a card. Well, Chris says, I'm more concerned with the amount of collectors uh, of a card versus the value of a specific card. Is that what you're saying, Chris? I'm not exactly sure. Jay Brown says pre 1900s PSA one. I'll take it uh, for sure. There's, PSA one. I know a guy. There's a guy, Croatian. What does he call himself? Uh, Croatian card collector. He's very well known on Instagram. Uh, his name is Kiki. I believe he's from Germany, and he collects PSA ones of all the great cards. So he's, you know, he's from. He's not a. I think he's a, he's a basketball fan, but he's got a PSA yeah. one Wayne Gretzky rookie. I think he's got a PSA one fifty two tops Mickey Mantle. That's what he wants because sure. he can afford them and he can get everything. Like it's pretty. It's pretty cool. You're talking about the health of the hobby. Yeah, fair, fair. Thank you, Chris. And I agree. More collectors will always be better for the hobby. No doubt about it. Versus the price points themselves. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Colin says, Crosby and Ovechkin are is the gauge for the new hockey. Gretzky for vintage hockey, not Jordan. Yeah, Jordan definitely not for hockey. But is uh, But you know, yeah, but some people out there will argue that Jordan is the gauge for the whole hobby. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with that. I guess I don't, especially, you know, maybe hockey, sorry, maybe basketball, football, baseball, because they're all America. They're all United States. They're all popular there. Hockey is certainly number one in Canada. And if, if the, if the basketball market crashes, um, not crashes, but it just, let's say, I don't think that has an impact on hockey because we're, you know, Canada is so hockey crazy. Daniel Flanagan says, what do you think about the 79 Gretzky team postcard? Just picked up a PSA 8, feels undervalued, and has eye appeal with great photo. You're not going to like my answer, Daniel Flanagan, <laughs> uh, but I appreciate that you love the show. Thank you. I'll get that out there before I say why. And uh, to me, I just, I just don't care about postcards. Uh, to me, they're not, they're not, they were never, I don't believe they're ever like sold with gum out of a wax pack that came out of a out of a box that you'd buy at the drugstore. Maybe you can get them at the drugstore. But to me, yeah, I just, to me, not. I'm not saying, I don't want it. I don't love it. It's not a rookie card to me, but that's just me. I, I, I appreciate that you love the show. And I'm, I'm sorry that, 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 uh, that I'm not a big fan of, of the postcards. But again, I always come back to collect what you like because it doesn't matter what I like doesn't really matter what I think. It matters what you like and what you think, and that's the rule of the hobby. My expo booth for the past 10 or so years has literally, it has said, instead of saying, you know, Jeremy sports cards or, you know, whatever it said, it's, it said collect what you like. It's literally said collect what you like. So I, I live by that. Yes, uh, no, Jeff, Jeff McMahon, they are not on golden auctions. They're on heritage auctions. Heritage auctions, you'll find it very easily. They're a huge auction company. Not just sports cards. Like sports cards is kind of one of the 
probably one of the things that they're not known as well for. You, uh, AM collects or Gretzky, how Maurice Richard can't lose 100% agree, cannot lose those four names. And you could add more to that list now. I'm not telling you to, but other guys you can't lose on are Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby, Alexander Ovechkin. You're not going to lose on Connor McDavid. The, the jury is still out on Connor McDavid. He's still, he can get hurt and be done, right? That kind of stuff can yeah. still happen to him. All these other guys, no, their careers are in the books. So, and Jeff McMahon, you are welcome. Cool discussion. Cool discussion, Dave. What, what else you got? Yeah. Well, I mean, just in terms of, you know, vintage stuff, like, I mean, it was always kind of, oh, you've got this 80, 81 set, like all these guys are retired. Like that's how much their cards are worth. They're not going to change because, you know, the set's been around for 40 years. Right. But now, I mean, things are happening and I think Gretzky is going to, like I said, possibly push all those cards up, like the Messiers, the Coffees, you know, the Borks, like all the other guys from that sort of era. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens and what happens all the, to all the other. You're really talking about all the superstars from the 80s when there were when guys were scoring 140 points. You know, you had several guys that could do that. Marilyn Hughes, mm-hmm. Eisenman, Pat LaFontaine had a season of 140 points at one point, I think. Mario Lemieux had a, you know, he never hit 200, but he hit 199 one time and Gretzky hit over 200 points, at least three, maybe four times in his career. Terry says uh, also Beliveau and Sawchuk. Yeah, but to a lesser extent, but yeah, I mean, in terms of you can't lose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, But I I mean, not being, uh, you know, not being like standard size cards, also being from a really long time ago i mean sort of i mean people appreciate vintage but in terms of like gretzky's still alive the guys he's not even 60 years old yet i think he turns 60 next year so i mean he's still a a fairly young guy and he still is in the public eye so i mean that also i think drives collectability of a card as a player being alive and also you know kind of active right yeah I, yeah, for sure it does because you're still getting headlines, right? If, you, if you're still getting headlines or being in the news, whatever it is, there's a tension on you. That's why, you know, guys like uh, Shaquille O'Neal who and Charles Barkley are doing, they're doing TV now. And yeah. that, that help, it helps their, it helps their case. It helps their, it helps them in the hobby. It right. does because fans are still out there seeing them. Here's a great question from AM. <clears throat> it says, what impact on the hobby if Ovechkin passes Gretzky for goals? Well, my thoughts are it helps Ovechkin and it doesn't hurt Gretzky. Yeah. I mean, his card, I mean, has exploded, right? I mean, it's already quite, quite high. Um, And yeah, I mean, if he, if he breaks that record, it'll definitely go even higher. Well, I can't say definitely, but in all likelihood. Yeah. And I, I mean, Gretzky's still, I mean, he has a ton of unbreakable records, so he's still going to be, you know, the all time great. He's the overall goat, no doubt about it. But you know, Ovechkin, his cards will go up in value if if he passes Gretzky, and he'll his cards will go up in value if he gets close because there will be so much hype, and then it'll be like it'll they'll peak they'll peak when he's within like 20, 30 goals. That's when his cards will peak. Then he'll right. pass. Then he'll pass it if he if it happens. He passes it a small small uptick. And then 
a, they'll start to sort of level out, come down a bit and find their sweet spot somewhere in between those two levels is what I would predict. AM goes on to say, I can't compare Ovi to Gretzky. Well, different eras, of course, but you can put their stats beside each other and compare them that way. If you so choose. Paul says Gretzky hit 204 times and had another of 196. I mean, it's ridiculous how many points he had. Players, we have seasons now where no one hits 100 points and he hit 200 four times almost five it is ridiculous got sports cards welcome to the show jason brown says gretzky will always be the goat he played in a different he played in a different era of course he did and yes i agree a god among us mere mortals as far as hockey goes for sure is obi a top 10 player of all time at end of his career even that's lofty status to put him into but, I mean, people, there will be an argument for it. And, you know, again, we can't compare players across eras because technology, like Joe Daly was saying, they didn't have, there was no goalie coach. There was there was one coach on the team back then. He coached everything. Goalies, defensemen, forwards, special teams. There was no video. There was no nutritionist. There was no massage therapist. There was no analyzing your game, no analytics. Like, you cannot compare. But if you could put all the players and take them as they played in their era and put them all on the ice against each other, I think you're going to see Sidney Crosby and Wayne and, and Ovechkin being better than anybody. Maybe not Wayne. Maybe not Wayne. Mario could probably compete too. But you go with anybody before that, the Gila Fleurs, Bobby Orr is special, you know, Gordie Howe is special, but anybody else, like, I don't know oh, how, they're gonna, how they're going to hold up against players of today with the conditioning that they Stevie have. Y? Stevie Y? Stevie Y? Tough to say, tough to say, but you take those guys, you give them, you put them in the environment that this, that professional sports offers today. And I think they do compete just as well because they were the top of the game. Then they'd be the top of the game now. So, okay. I, I have a question for you. Sure. Do you know what other NHL record could potentially fall next season? No. I mean, okay. It's the all time games played record. Who owns it? Uh, uh, bah, 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 bah. I know it's Patrick Marlowe that could beat it. Right. I, I'm not sure who owns it right now. Is it who had a really long career? And we've mentioned his name a couple times. It's not Gordy, is it? It's Gordy. It is Gordy. Okay. Yeah. That so makes will that, that, will that bump up the Patrick Marlowe rookie card? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, games played is, is a great, it's a great indicator of longevity and a great long career, but is Patrick Marlowe a Hall of Famer with the most games played? Arguably, yes, arguably not. Um, I don't think that's a stat that people care too much about. It's like, yeah. it's like the Iron Man record. You know, Doug Jarvis held that for super, super long, remember? <laughs> yeah. He's an unknown. I, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. but that that's that's a We'll see what happens, and if Patrick Marlowe gets it, it's kind of sad because Wayne, because Gordy Howe is Mister Hockey. Patrick Marlowe just just isn't. I'd rather see. I would <laughs> that record stay with Gordy. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he plays a full season or even half a season, he'll break it. So yeah, okay, so it's probably done. It's probably done. Terry Fortune yeah. says that Robert Edward Auctions R E A has a PSA ten Jordan at one hundred and ten thousand dollars ending tomorrow. Big dough, big dough. AM says, I know, but we I know, but we need to compare makes great debates. Ah, I'm with you 100 percent AM, 100 percent with you. Howie Moran's history claims he was incredible. Yeah, Howie Moran's is known as the first superstar of hockey. Uh, I believe that the all-star game was created 
in his memory as a fundraiser for his family because he basically Eddie Shore basically like killed him. I believe is the story or something like not, you know, know. hit him, put him in the hospital. And he, I believe I could be wrong on this. This is just my, my, my recollection. Chelios. What about a man? What about Chris Chelios? I'm not sure what you're getting out there, but happy to hear it. Colin Murray said, Ovi, the purest goal scorer ever in the eighties. Goalies looked really small or was scoring from the blue line along the ice. I'm not going to disagree with you. I know other people will. But I do believe I personally believe Ovechkin is the best goal scorer of all time. My personal opinion. Not putting that on up Better than Brett Hall? Bobby Hall? Brett Hall? I mean, Bobby Hall and Brett Hall were slap shot artists. You know, Ovechkin, I mean, yeah, he's got a one-timer like no other. Patrick Lyon might have that might be that next awesome one-timer. But Ovechkin's got some creativity too. Like that goal he scored in his rookie year from his back over mm-hmm. his head, like. I know that's a long time ago now, but that was a great goal. That was just that. That's just an amazing goal. Daniel Flanagan says, what is the biggest difference between when Gretzky played and guys now, as far as it impacts scoring? I mean, goalie equipment is one thing, right? The, 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 the room behind the net, right? I don't know that Gretzky could set up in his office. Now they've moved the net back. So he wouldn't have as much room to be creative as he did then, but I don't know. Anyone else have any comments on that? Love to hear it. Anything from you, Dave? Yeah, I would say equipment um, would be one thing. Conditioning, player conditioning, yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, I wanted to, uh, I, you know, I heard you and Joe talking at the beginning of the show, and Travis, and you guys were talking about the, you know, the Coyotes, and I, I wore this jersey, which is actually not a Coyotes jersey. It is. <laughs> It's the my Manhattan uh, Thunderbirds. Manhattan Thunderbirds, and we were a, a beer league team, but we had these really fancy jerseys made up, which were like you know with lettering and their pro weight and everything. So I wore this because it's the only jersey I have. Um, but now I, I feel like you know. Well, I mean, I was never a huge Coyotes fan. I got to be honest with you. I mean, there was a bit of there was a bit of bad feelings over the whole thing. But I didn't pick the jersey for my team. We just got them. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's the Jets. Sort of, but it isn't. But, but anyway, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take it off now, and I'm gonna show you what's underneath. I've been I've been teasing you on this all night, there right? Better be another shirt underneath. But go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna go through <laughs> some more comments. Harry says Ovi is a great scorer, but doesn't dominate the game like the true greats. Good good comment, Terry. My question to you, Terry, is who does dominate the game now? Who's the last player to dominate the game? Because Crosby dominate the game? Does McDavid dominate the game? Who dominated after Mario retired? Who's dominate? Has anybody dominated? Like the game is so watered down now with 30 something teams and 31 teams, soon to be 32. Does anybody truly dominate the game? It's a legit question. I, I'm not, it's it's I'm asking that question. And I'm not sure. Terry says McDavid dominates the game. So does, but so does Nathan McKinnon. Like he dominates when he's on the ice. He's a powerhouse. You can't stop the guy. So yeah, I, I don't know. Ovechkin has been dominant. Like he's he's a big, strong player, and he scores goals, which is the most important thing. He's a dominant goal scorer. So interesting. But no one has dominated the game like Bobby Orr and Wayne Gretzky, and even Mario Lemieux. To me, those are the three most dominant players I've ever seen. I never saw Gordie Howe play. I probably saw Bob. No, nah, no, I probably never saw Bobby Orr play. No. So 
tough to say, but uh, you know, Maurice Richard, definitely like, you know, from what I hear, what you see what you, from the, the movie, the rocket, he was dominant, but who else really has dom dominated the, that's a big word dominate. I guess we'd have to define dominate to really be able to, to, to have that discussion, but it's still fun to talk about it. Policy says equipment training and two line offside passes. Yeah. Game changing. Carlos says defensive systems are very different. There was more freewheeling at that stage, left room for the playmakers to move and make things happen, plus more room on the ice at that time. Yeah. Colin says Terry Ovi is a monster, is monster strong, though. Agreed. Lindros, yeah, Lindros was dominant when he that Legion of Doom line was, was ridiculous. Dominated the game in the hall zero, in the hall of fame, zero cups. True, true. Paul says we also have two officials now versus the free for all in the 80s. So yeah, two refs on the ice. That changes a lot of things. Gives players a lot less room to uh clutch and grab and do all that kind of stuff. Lindros did dominate, yeah, for a couple of years. He did. I agree with that. He was a bull, uh, just a bull out there for sure. I don't know. Maybe you know there's an argument that, that Ovechkin dominates the games that he's in. Well, some of them, I mean. He's getting older too, but the guy can still score and he can score. Maybe the thing about Ovechkin is he can, he can score without dominating the game. He doesn't need to dominate the game to score, make a difference, win a Stanley cup and definitely become one of the greatest goal scorers of all time, if not the greatest, but yeah, Brett Hall, Bobby Hall. I mean, those guys are goal scorers too, for sure. Mike Gartner, Mike Bossy. We're talking about goal scorers, like that's what these well, guys. I mean, Gretzky do. was also a, a huge goal scorer, right? Like, I mean, he was a great assist man, but uh, he doesn't. Does he own the single season goal scoring record? Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah. It isn't ninety two yeah. or something like that. Someone, yeah. someone help us out here. I believe he had ninety two goals one year, which I do believe is the most. I mean, there were years you'll remember this, Dave. Any any guy in our any guy anyone out there in your like forties or older, you will remember. That when you did hockey pool in the eighties, you 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 took Gretzky's goals separate from his assists. They were drafted as two separate entities, and yeah. his goals would often be like top ten. His assists were more than anybody scored points in the NHL, but right. his goals were often like second, third, or fourth. You, you take his assists first, and his goals would go you know a few picks later. Just crazy yeah. times. It crazy. was. Uh... Yeah, it was interesting to hear Joe talk about Joe uh, Wayne Gretzky in the uh, WHA and how he wasn't thought of as like the next, you know, what he eventually became, right? Which was interesting. so dainty for a player. Yeah, he's a small guy. Paul does confirm 92 goals. That is right. Chris says Ovechkin just needs a window of opportunity to shoot. And then when he shoots, it's hard and it's a good shot. Ovi is the strongest in the league. I mean... Some people may say Zidane Ochera. I'm not sure, but I mean, yeah, he's, 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 Ovechkin is, he's like, he's built like a shit brick house. Like he's a big dude. Bossy would likely have the goal record if he stayed healthy. What about Timu? What about our friend Timu? Timu, right? Timu, uh, Timu was hurt a few times. He, yeah, he, and, yeah. Lots of love for Timu in this room for sure, for sure. Yeah. Chris West says, who was the most recent player to dominate the league? Yager. Yeah, that's a great point. Yager. I mean, Jagger sailed off into the sunset, kind of co coasted off into the sunset in terms of his play. But, hey, he was older. We got to see him here in Calgary for a few games. That was fun. We didn't allow Gretzky in the pool. Yeah, that was the other thing. Or you yeah. just didn't, or he was just out. You didn't you no couldn't. Gretzky. I remember some pools like that too, for sure. For sure. Those are the good old days. Wow. 
Dave, we're already approaching an hour. Man, these go by fast. This is fun, though. It's been a really fun conversation. Do you see the shirt? Oh, sorry. Let's see. What does it say? Winnipeg Jets? It's got some it heat says, right there. It says Winnipeg Jets. Oh, you're <laughs> hilarious. Very yeah. nice. Very nice shirt. It's the only Jets shirt I own right now. I, well, it's got the right – yeah, I wore my Jets shirt for – uh, for, for, for Joe Daly, exactly. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about before we call it a night? Anybody else out there? Guys, I'm willing to go for another 15, 20 minutes. If anyone else has any comments, questions, insults, anything. <laughs> hey, don't forget to hit the thumbs up button on the video if you enjoyed it, if you haven't. I don't care if you haven't liked it. Still, hit the thumbs up button. All means the same to me. If you're watching this long, you must have liked something about it. Or you got nothing else to watch and we're all that's on right now. I don't know. I'll take them any way I can get them, I guess. Oh, I'll let you guys know. Here's a little here's a little preview that, that I'm announcing here first. Nobody else knows about this, and it's not that exciting, really. But I do have a couple of shorter videos that I'm going to put out onto uh, the YouTube channel that are me basically showing some cards that I bought. So there was a there was a there was a thread in, in the Facebook group recently uh, that um, <clears throat> someone basically said, "Why don't you do some shorter videos, Jeremy?" And I said. Yeah, I've thought about it. You know, what, any ideas for topics? And somebody said, well, show the cards that you're buying. So I thought, you know what? That's easy because I've got a stack of them that I haven't yet put them into my collection, like into their final resting place, being the cardboard box where they would go. And I was going to maybe put them on Instagram and take a snapshot, put them on Instagram. But I got 40 of them. So what am I or so? I'm not going to just bomb Instagram with 40 posts like people will get annoyed with me. So I thought I'll do a short video. So I did. I've, it, the, the videos are done. They're in the can. They're ready to be posted. And I'll probably post those up in the next couple of days. So um, yeah, keep a lookout for that. One of them's like eight minutes long. One's like 13 minutes long. A fraction of the time that my videos are usually, they're usually, like, you know, one to three hours long. So yeah. keep your eyes open for those. And let me know what you think if you like them. And if you have any other ideas for me for shorter videos, um, I'm, I'm looking for ideas. So I, I want to tell you a story. Um, yes. I know you guys were talking about Timu and Howard Chuck and some of the, you know, favorite Winnipeg Jets. So back in Timu's rookie season, um, I was at Superstore and I was just going down the aisles and I see this guy and he's like wearing a toque and I'm like, it's Timu, it's Timu. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, oh, uh, like, I don't know what I said. How's it going? And then I'm like, just hold on, hold on. And so like I went to the magazine aisle and I got a hockey magazine and I like flipped through it and I there was one that he was in and I think I probably bought a Sharpie and I got him to autograph it. And I actually, I gave that to Hart Hyman who I'm sure you know, is, you. He's, yeah, he's my cousin. And I think I gave it to him for his birthday, but like, I was like, oh, so what do you think of Winnipeg? And he's like, oh yeah, it's really great. And it's like, it's just funny. He's by himself, just buying groceries. That's that's awesome. I'll tell I'll tell a quick Timu story. I have meet him. So when I had the card shop in Winnipeg on Grant Avenue, I was it was after hours one night, and I was going to the shop. Um, I lived with my folks. I used to take my girlfriends to the, to the shop after hours. That's where I take them, you know, for to do stuff you do. Right, to look at cards and stuff like that. Yeah, to look at cards. I take them to the card shop. I had you know. Anyway, I remember pulling up to the shop one night, nine thirty p.m. something like that. It's dark out. It's winter in Winnipeg, and there's a jeep sitting in front of the mm -hmm. shop 
and there and the lights are on and there's some activity. I'm like, what's going on? Are we about to get robbed? What's going on? Anyway, I pull up my car, I pull up like in front of the Jeep, I get out, and these guys get out of the car. It's Timu and his brother Pavo. He lived oh, yeah. right up the block from the shop. And I think yeah. they were like learning to drive. Like Timu was learning how to Ooh. drive. I know he maybe he was teaching some because he's a he's a driver, he's a race car driver, right? But maybe yeah. they were. I don't know exactly what they were doing, but they were like, it was him and his brother hanging out in front of my card shop. And I ended up getting to meet, meet them that way. That, that was a, that was a fun memory for me because, uh, cool. and, and they were so nice. Timu was he just was, this yeah. guy. I've got an amazing piece that I, if you, I'm going to explain this piece that I have. I had this piece put together in probably 1993. It's a big framed item. And if you guys tell me you want me to get it and show it to you on the camera right now, I will, I'll explain to you what it is. It's pretty huge. It's got four front covers of the Winnipeg Sun magazine. They all show Timu. One of them is him breaking the goal record. One of the, is him breaking the rookie points record. One is him maybe getting his 100th point. And one is uh, of the first time he appeared on the cover of the Hockey News. I also have four game summaries from all those games from the Winnipeg Free Press. And my all these games happen in Winnipeg. I've got my ticket stubs from all these games. Three of them are autographed. The one that wasn't autographed, the game happened after I got these autographs done. So these were done in, in 1993. And then in the middle, I've got all of his rookie year cards. They're all in, in screw downs. Oh, like, yeah. Or I think they're screw downs or some sort of snap tight. And they're in the framed item. And then in between, I've got me pictures of me and Timu with him actually autographing these items. Several years ago, my goddaughters, we're playing in my house and this thing fell off the mantle oh. and the glass broke. So there's no more glass on it. So it's just kind of exposed and I've never put glass back on it, but I've got this pretty wicked piece. It's a couple rooms over. I'll go grab it. Uh, do, you have, do you have the famous like gun shooting shot? I have, I have an autograph. I showed that the other night. I have an autograph, yeah. uh, like picture of him doing the shooting. Yeah. I love that. I love that image yeah. so much. Yeah. So let's see a few a few comments here. Seb, welcome to the show. Seb says, uh, the Dominator dominated the game, in my opinion. Yeah, Dominic Kasich. I'm with you on that. He's my favorite goalie of all time. I think he was the best ever. And Joe basically confirmed that for me just uh, earlier tonight. <laughs> Carlos says, staying online so long is a viable strategy. Not that I would know. Carlos did another four and a half hour uh, live stream last night with Carvin. And I tapped out pretty early, but I got to go back and watch some of that or listen to it at least. Chris says, who would you guys say is the most dominant player currently in the league that can take over a game? Nathan McKinnon is my call. I mean, Connor McDavid can take over a game and decide he's going to score three goals, but Nathan McKinnon, he's got the strength on top of everything else too. So I think he can, he takes over a game. What do you think, Dave? I mean, McDavid is great. I mean, there's uh, Matt Barzal is also very good. You know, he was, a, he was a BC boy. I didn't, I was, I did not know that. And I was looking through his card and I'm like, oh, he's from here. And then I texted some of my friends saying like, who have kids who were playing hockey who are a little bit younger. And I'm like, did you ever see him play? And then like, yeah, like he played on the next rink and you know, he, or he was shooting against my son. And so that's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, McDavid is, I mean, he hasn't won the cup yet, but. He's definitely dominant. And, you know, every great player who's come before him has won the cup. So you look at when Mario Lemieux went into Pittsburgh, they were the bottom of the barrel team, seven years later cup. When Steve Eisenman went to Detroit, bottom of the bottom of the league team, 
they win cups a few years later. Now they had a stacked team, of course, but he was a key part of it. You know, Jagger won has won the the cup. These guys, you know, of course, everyone that came before, they all won cups. If it wasn't so hard, as hard when there were six teams, but um, but yeah, I mean, these guys are game changers. Now the question is, Sidney Crosby, same thing. Not that he came in and they were horrible, but he won a cup. Is Connor McDavid gonna win a cup? That's the that's really a key question. I don't know the answer. Yeah, I was thinking this year was gonna be their year, but uh, didn't didn't quite work out for them. I wasn't thinking. I don't. They got a, they got a ways to go. Chris West says, any comments on the chronology patch situation? Chris, I talked to Billy today from Upper Deck, and we talked about it a little bit. And um, and uh, my my only comment is. Uh, Billy appeared very recently on the Center Ice Cardcast podcast, and they addressed it very specifically. And I'm just looking because they actually talked about some timestamps on that podcast of where they talked exactly about those points. So if you go, uh, go, it's called Center Ice Cardcast. Go, these guys, they they're they're awesome guys, and they post their their show on YouTube. It's on all the podcast formats go or platforms go find it and uh and you can hear what what billy from upper deck has to say about that paul cashman says the oilers did change the rules in 85 coincidental minors were served versus uh five on five versus four on four because the oilers scored a lot on four and four hilarious rod jamin says you mean into the most organized filing system on earth he's talking about my personal collection i do have a good system i have a system i'm very happy with and i'll share that one day maybe i'll do that on a shorter video one day D Cabral back in the house. Welcome to the show. Good to see you. Tiger Jordan wants to know from David. What are you buying lately? Uh, well, collections. I, mean, I yeah, collections, collections. I've, I've, I mean, personally, I bought a box of uh, 2021 hockey and uh, did not get a McDavid. I'm sorry, it did not get a Lafreniere. <laughs> I love yeah. it there. The guy, uh, Jason, who runs uh, uh, Player's Choice in, in in Kelowna, good friend of mine. I bug him all the time. You listen to him. He does auctions on 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 uh, his Facebook group, card auctions. Anyway, he calls him Lafournier. Lafournier. I'm like, Jay, there's no O in it. It's not Lafournier. <laughs> Lafournier. I mean, I'm not French. Is, is it Lafrenier or Lafrenier? I think it's Lafrenier or Lafrenier. Yeah, I think it's Lafrenier. Anyway, it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll, it'll be fun watching all the non-hockey guys butcher that name over the next several years. Adam Bailey says, great show. Excuse me. would like to see our local guy, Wayne Fraser, on, the, on Great Honest Opinion. Wayne's a friend of mine. I've known Wayne for a long time. Great guy. Very supportive of the show here. Wayne was on. Wayne had a cameo on Episode 7 of Sports Cards Live, Adam, uh, where we did a, a card showcase. Um, and perhaps we'll get him back on. Chris says, Timu is super wholesome on Twitter. Response to fans daily. Timu is... World class, nice guy. I wouldn't give. Ah, I love the man. I love the man. He's just an awesome guy. Big props for Timu. Let's see it. Yes, please. Might as well see it now. I just got to get you guys asking me for it. I'll bring it out. I'll bring it out. Hard Auto Access from 1980 to 87 for seven straight seasons. Gretzky won the scoring race by 30 goals. Oh my gosh. Points. Sorry, points by 30. Like, that's ridiculous. That's how many points. Awesome players score 70 points now. 70 points is huge for, for most players nowadays. Hartley's a good friend of mine. Hart is? Yeah, yeah. Is he related to Harry? He is, yes, he but is. distantly, yeah. Okay, 
I remember yeah. Harry from being a kid. Yeah, from, from like floor hockey and stuff like that. <laughs> D. Cabral agrees that Nathan is a beast. Yes, for sure. Or, yeah, Nathan McKinnon. Chris says, watching the Sharks Ab series a few years ago really highlighted for me how good McKinnon is. Yeah, he's 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 amazing. I've seen him play against the Flames quite a bit. He's he's awesome. Tiger, didn't mean to exclude you, Jeremy. What are you? It's okay, Ty. I didn't take yeah. it as exclusive. I, I want you to engage the, my guest. It, 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 I appreciate that. What and what, what, I, what, I, what I've been buying lately, I'm going to release two short videos soon that are, are three of them actually that are going to show what, I, what I've recently moved from, you know, m- recent mail days of the last few weeks to finally filing them away where they go. Colin says, never thought I would say for a vintage guy, Jeremy, but pull the Charizard today. Great yeah. show, guys. Thanks, Colin. Congratulations on the Charizard. That's hilarious. Dave, do you have a story you can tell for two, for a minute and a half? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, I, I want to show you something. Uh, this is kind of cool, I think. So can you see it? Yeah, I, I see that. I, so just so you guys know, I have my video camera right in front of my monitor. So I, I, I'm missing the bottom third of what Dave is showing me. But yeah, I so it's a Gretzky program, or it's a Canucks program from Gretzky's first game uh, against the Canucks at home. And I don't know if you can see, but he doesn't, I don't know. He doesn't even have a name bar on his jersey. Um, so that's kind of cool. And inside, he's referred to as Wayne Gretzky with a S-K-Y is how they spelled his name. So I guess I, they eventually uh, fixed that, I guess, though. Um, I li- no, uh, that's a cool piece, man. I like this comment yeah. from D. He says, iron, iron sharpens iron. Nate trains with Sid. Yeah, they're from like the same, they're from... They're both from like Nova Scotia, I think, and uh, they're on the Tim Hortons commercials together all the time. So, okay, Dave, I need you to carry the show for 30 seconds while I go get that. Are you frozen? Dave is frozen on me right now. Am I frozen? Guys, am I frozen or is Dave frozen? Someone please let me know in the comments if I'm frozen or if Dave is frozen. Hopefully a comment comes in momentarily to confirm for me. Otherwise I'm talking to nobody right now, which has happened before. I've been known to talk to nobody. I'm back. You're back. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I was frozen there or if you were frozen, but Dave, take a, take a second. Dave's frozen. Thank you, Chris, for letting me know. Good to know. Thank you, Chris West. (laughs) Thank you, Paul C. Guys, I need you to uh, ask. Thank you, Tiger. (laughs) This, that is truly spectacular timing when you went frozen, Dave. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, Dave. Yeah. Tell a story. I'm literally going to be 30 seconds grabbing this Timu piece. What do you? What can okay. you? Talk about? Um, I don't know. I can. Uh, well, I told you my Timu story. I don't know. I'll talk about something. Show. Show something. Show something. I'll show some stuff. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess uh, as as some of you guys might know, I moved to uh, Vancouver from Winnipeg, but I also lived in New York. And um, most of my cards are still back in Winnipeg. All the great stuff that I had from the early 90s, like my Pro Set and my Parkhurst um, and my McDonald's hockey cards, which I just couldn't get rid of. I couldn't let go of any of those. Um, So they're still back in Winnipeg. Um, And if I ever get back to Winnipeg, which I normally do when it's not COVID, I will probably box all that stuff up and get rid of it but anyway a a small 
Oh, you want? I'm not. I'm not finished my story yet, Jeremy. Oh, but, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, but I just. Well, okay. I, I, I'll, 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 a small box of cards did come with me from Winnipeg, um, which I can show to you after Jeremy shows you his gigantic Timu Solani Chan. <laughs> this is the piece I was talking about that I, I had this made in 1993. I had all these pieces done. So here you got the cover of the Winnipeg Sun showing him scoring his 51st goal. He signed the, he, you can see he signed the front page. I got the game summary beside it and my ticket stub from the game also autographed. And then there's there's me and Timu. This is literally 1993. I don't know if you can see, but I had hair going halfway down my back <laughs> then. There, the bottom left there is what is That's that? Oh, God, it's too big. I can't even see it. But yeah, record rookie. That's when he's when he beat Bossy's uh, rookie goal record and had 54 goals. Front page is autographed and the game summary and of course my ticket stubs autographed. And then up here. This is the first time he was on the cover of the of the Hockey News, autographed. And then this is the game summary from the first game that was ever televised live back to Finland because Timu was Finnish. And Yari Curry, Wayne Gretzky, and the LA Kings were in town. Yari Curry being, you know, the legendary Finnish player. Uh, so they televised it live back to Finland. And so I, I kind of paired up the game summary from that game along with my ticket stub from that game. And then at the bottom, Timu tops the rookie uh, record, the rookie points record. And again, autographed cover, the game summary and my ticket sub autographed. And then all, and then there's another picture of me and Timu with that. That picture actually shows him signing all these items. So I got a picture in here with him signing all the items. And then I got all the cards from his rookie year kind of spread throughout. So nice. this thing has been with me for, well, since 1993. So 20, well, almost 30 years I've, I've had that piece. I, I have, so as I was saying, like I, from Winnipeg to New York, back to Vancouver, I, I have a lot of cards right now around me, but these are cards that from my like early 90s, well, from my collection that made it with me for some reason back to Vancouver. And um, they're, I don't know. Anyway, they're in top loaders. But I don't know why I chose to bring these cards with me. But, oh, there's one. There's one. Oh, there's Timu's Young Gun. Yeah. And, of course, yeah. There's the rookie, yeah. And then this one. What's different about this one? The French version. Yes. And then, like, these cards, like, I, for some reason, I have these still. These are the only ones that made it back. But this card, I don't know if you remember this card, but this card was, like, gonna be a huge thing because it was like a pre-rookie card right distributed only in czech in czechoslovakia yeah yeah so this was gonna be like my ticket to retirement probably right and and i don't it's think you right yeah it's korea i don't think you can give this away now no but i mean he was you know he was team who set up man right he was, a, yeah. he was a good player uh still lots of exciting stuff here more 90s comments stable you're showing the 90s junk era yeah. rookie yeah. guards Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Here, here you go. There's one. There's Hasek's rookie. I like your comment, Carlos. Dave, meaning in life in a minute. Go. <laughs> what is your favorite card in your collection? That was a question for you, Dave. What's your favorite card, Dave? Um, oh, 
you know, that's a tough one. Like, I don't have a, like, I'm showing you a lot of stuff that's, like, left of my personal collection. I had, okay, here's one. Here's one. Now, I was, like, heavy into, in the 90s, buying baseball, which most of which ended up being junk. Um, but I did have a Mariano Rivera rookie, Bowman, which ended up being a great card, which I sold a few years ago, unfortunately. Um, but I did keep my Mike Piazza rookie. So now this card went from the pack into a top loader, okay? And I've had it for all these years. And then I decided, you know what? Like, it's a pretty good card. Like, it's maybe, like, the best card I have from that era. So, you know, maybe I'll just uh, I'll get it graded because, like, if it's not if it's not a 10, it's probably a 9, right? So here's my Mike Piazza rookie. Yeah. Uh, so looks looks pretty good, right? Looks looks sharp. Sure. From the pack into a top what loader. It? What is it? A six? It's a six. It's a six. <laughs> Too is, funny. Like, what's up with that? I mean, like, I mean, it's it's centered. It's uh, the corners look good. I mean, there's no visible damage on this card. Like, well, Dave, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you two things. First thing is. I can't grade a card over video like this. Nobody really yeah. can, but I know you're not asking. Second thing is, you know, there's often things we just can't see with the naked eye that are there. It's possible, right? Or they messed it up and it's really a 10. It's a nine. It's an, it's the six it's is an upside, upside down. They misprinted it. They went upside down. I mean, the right. only, yeah. The only thing I could think is possibly it was like in, in plastic and it yellowed the card maybe a little oh, bit. Could, could be. Could and, be a surface uh, issue. Yeah, I don't know. All right. So it's a couple comments. Uh, D Cabral, I love that. I think you're talking about my Timu piece. Thank you very much, D. <laughs> Mullet Jeremy is gold. Too funny. Thank you, Paul. Very nice. Thank you. Awesome memorabilia. Thank you, Daniel. Did Timu ever go into your card shop? Ah, you know, maybe, maybe. I don't remember. I, you'd think I'd remember something like that, but I don't. I'm going to go with no. Probably not. <laughs> There's the Korea check card. Yes, it is. Remember the yeah. chase for Hammerlick in the checks that I do. But Hammerlick was, oh, yeah, he was first He was first overall draft pick, right? But does he have a Palfi? Do you have a Ziggy Palfi rookie there, Dave? Not in this box, but I'm sure in another box of commons there is a Probably. Palfi. Oh, there's another There's another one for you. Yeah, the park. D is telling you to regrade the uh, the Piazza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, I think we're we're at about the end of the night for me here. Um, anything, any any final comments, questions, insults, hurl away, whatever you guys got for another minute or so, and then um, that'll be that. That'll be the night. Saturday's uh, two awesome episodes. Oh, that was a huge card back in the day. Huge, huge card. And this one you might recognize. It is not the it, it's not the set card. Box bottom. It is. The box bottom, yes. I love the box bottoms. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of uh, Bowman baseball and whatever in here. Um, yeah, well, it's it's been fun. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Dave. It's been nice to have you. I mean, it's nice to reconnect with you after all these years. Uh, Facebook user, who is this, please? Someone tell me, you, tell me who you are says, show us your Solani limited logos. And I'm looking at my, I just brought up my Solani collection. I don't have a Solani limited logos, but I'll show you some. You guys want to see some, I'll show my Solani cards. Why not? I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to share my screen. 
And I'm going to show you guys some Solani cards here in one second. Let me just do this. I mean, I was thinking oh. more about the question about what in my personal collection, what do I have? Well, I do have coming back on Monday. I know because I'm tracking it two PSA Gretzky's, but I oh. do not know what the grades are going to be. Okay. But oh, it's less. Sorry, Dave. Sorry. Um, well, you got to, of course, send me a pic when you get them. I'm curious just to know what you, what you, what you uh, end up getting, but here, I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen now. And I'm going to show you guys my Timu Solani collection and I'll go card by card. Actually, I'll show it all at once just because it's fun. So here you go. Oh, wait, here we go. There we go. Let me just uh, take off the after hours. And let's take off the comment. So this is my this is my Timu Solani personal collection. This is all of it. Like this is well, it's not all of it. Cause I have some cards that live in other sort of collections, like cup golds and that kind of thing. But these, this is it. Here, let's do this. I'm do just it. gonna blow them up quickly because yeah. I think these these are awesome cards in my personal opinion. I mean, I love them. That's why I have them. But like, look at that. Look at the patch on that and the stick piece on the um, honored members out of 27. Love the card. This is a beautiful signature patch, an amazing patch on this. It's not a limited logos less, but it's a signature patch. How about this card? Numbered five of five autograph foundations cool. from Cup. Awesome card. This is a beautiful dual honorable numbers with Ovechkin out of eight. I mean, come on. Gorgeous nice. card. I love it. I love it. Here's a Timu Cup Base Patch Parallel Autograph, numbered eight of eight. So eight, of eight, very nice. Eight of eight, right? You get the, you get the jersey number twice. Yeah, yeah. This I picked up at the Vancouver show uh, a year ago in November from my my buddy Darcy. Got this for me, Yari Curry and Timu Solani, which ties into the the one game, the first game televised live back to Finland that I was telling you about earlier. That's on my uh, my big frame piece there. And look how young Timu is there. Like this is yeah. probably 1993, maybe 94. What what do you think is his most valuable card, Jeremy? A shield, a property of, yeah. um, something like that. Maybe he's got a PMG green. I'm not even sure if he does. I got this uh, premier star. It's a tough question. This one I recently put back in my personal collection. I love this card, one of his first auto jerseys. This is from like 2000 or 2001, 2002, somewhere like that. I'm not sure. I just love this card. He's wearing number 13, which was, you know, he only wore that for like the first year and a bit, right. I think. He's got the A, like he was, what a guy. Just love this player. And then this is just a nice card that I have. And that one, again, another card that I wasn't going to keep because I didn't love the patch. But then I realized, you know what? It's a gorgeous autograph. It's limited out of 10. I'll keep it. And then this card, I think, is cool. This was a slabbed card. It was an in-the-game ultimate memorabilia slab card, and I cracked it out of the slab myself many, many years ago. I regret that now, but whatever. I'm still happy to have it. Maybe I'll get a slab by PSA or Beckett or something like that, but I think it's cool because you got all the teams he played for. Uh, oh, that's cool. Colorado, Santa, yeah, all the teams he played for are right there, so really cool piece, and all nice. I love the Jets patch. You get the blue, the red, the white. You got all three colors. That's it. Is that the last one? Oh, and this card, I just got this from Dr. Brian Price recently, a one of one journey card, which is pretty cool. Doesn't have San Jose, but that's okay. You know, I was I was gonna say, like, you know, when you guys were talking about Howard Chuck and and um, you know, Solani and sort of famous jets, I think in Winnipeg, you know, 
we never had a contending team, right? I mean, discounting the WHA Jets, we never had a contending team. So we were always so excited and like proud of guys who achieved big things in the league, like Solani's rookie goal scoring record. Like just to have a guy that was tops in the league, I think meant more to us than it did to someone who was in, you know, a city with like, like when, you know, the, uh, the Canadians winning all their cups or the Islanders or teams that had dynasties, like, you know, to us, it meant more, I think. I mean, Howard Chuck was rookie of the year, you know? 100%, Dave. We were always the underdog. We always went up against the the dominant Oilers. The Flames had their way with us. The Canucks had their way with us. The Jets never got out of the second round of the playoffs because we were in the best, the Smythe division, the best division in hockey. So it was impossible to go anywhere when you, we were overshadowed by those other teams, especially the Edmonton Oilers. So you're exactly right. I agree 100%. As soon as we had Timu, and that year, we had four rookies all score 20 goals. Timu Solani, Alexei Zhamnov, Evgeny Davidov, and yeah. Keith Chuck, right? Yeah. Who remembers yeah. Evgeny Davidov? Like, nobody. But the guy was a stud back in 92, 93, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, so Timu brought us joy. He was hope. He was the best thing we really ever had in hockey in Winnipeg, I think. I mean, the Avco Cups and the WHA were the 70s. I was a young kid, so I, it's hard for me yeah. to really remember that, but... Howard Chuck was great, but always overshadowed by Wayne Gretzky. Timu got national attention and brought attention to the team and was just electrifying. He brought you out of your seat. He scored 76 times that year, and probably 40 or more were in Winnipeg, and I was fortunate to be at like all those home games that year. So yeah. he's a very special athlete and uh, for me. <clears throat> Tiger Jordan says, the grading issue you raised there with the Piazza card is why I tend to lean towards Beckett grading. They give you more specifics on what's driving the card grade in terms of the yeah. subgrades. Good point, Tiger. Good point. D. Cabral says, can you please wear a mullet wig for the next episode? <laughs> we'll see if I can find one. <laughs> Who, you or me? <laughs> I think he's talking about me because I show up. I think he's talking about me. Uh, wow, really impressive team moves. Awesome. Thank you. Sick. Awesome. Awesome. Wow, love the Premier Foundation and Sig Patch. Honored. Members is beautiful. UD premieres are sweet. Eric Stefano, welcome to the show. If I haven't said that yet, I don't think I have. More up. Uh, that's less. Say so sick. Thanks for sharing. You are welcome. Really impressive. Thank you. More value when it's a player's number. Yes, that's I agree yeah. with that. The top shelf jersey autos are excellent. Yeah, Carlos, I'm with you on that. That's a card that I, I've just kept. I love it. Yes, Solani has PMG. So yeah, the PM. Yeah, I have them. What am I talking about? I've got I've got I've got them. They're in a different folder. That's why you didn't see them. But I got the I got all three of them. They're all PSA sevens, actually. Okay, Eric, catch it, catch it in uh, catch it in syndication. No problem. Great to have you. Timu played the longest for Anaheim, without a doubt. He he had two stints there. We took a break, went to San Jose for a bit, went to Colorado for like a season, but definitely played the most for Anaheim. Carl, uh, Paul says, ah, the Timu memories, he had a hot start and I bought 40 of his rookies for like 50 cents, sold the most for 15 bucks. By the end of the season, I felt like Rockefeller. Yeah. That's when I had my card shop. I remember uh, very well though, that $15 price point for the Timu. It was like, that was big money back then for a, just a, you know, a base card, basically. Yeah. Cheers from an expat, in, an expat in Jupiter, Florida. Cheers to you, Baz. Thanks for joining me again. AM says addicted to cardboard, only disease I, I possess. Yeah. I think that's if you're gonna have an addiction, cardboard is probably one that is not, you know, it's not gonna really kill you, which is a good thing. 
Chris West says the only play that he still thinks about is when he missed that wide open net for the Sharks in the playoffs. I don't remember that one, but uh, I'm sure it's something that would uh, keep him up at night. Okay. Glad I got to show that Timu piece. I haven't been able to, I haven't shown that before, I don't think ever. So that was kind of fun. Thanks, Eric. All right, Dave. Thanks for joining, man. This was fun. Hour and a half. That's a good, that's a good run for after hours. All right, man. Well, good, good to talk to you. Um, and oh, well, uh, yeah, and we'll see it again sometime. I was going to just, I was thinking in my head and I forgot to mention it. Did you, did you notice the price drop on the Lafreniere rookie though? No. What's it selling for now? Uh, well, it was, it was two fifty at the beginning us. And then now I've seen it like one fifty ish, one seventy, one fifty. Yeah. I wonder if it's got to do with the with the 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 way they were cut, the issues where they were they were cut with a bit of a rounded corners on some of them. And if you I've looked at one under a loop, and actually those rounded corners, it's not like they're damaged. They were cut that way. They're actually really, if you look at them under magnification, which I've done, mm -hmm. excuse me, it's actually a beautiful cut. It's almost like what's wrong? I don't. It's actually I'm like what's wrong with that? It, it's like a very mild die cut. But anyway, I'm sure there we'll, we'll hear more about that later. Paul, you're welcome for the After Hours Show. Legion, good night to you. Thanks for joining. Dave, you can hang tight. Just I'll, 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 I'll end the broadcast. Everybody else, uh, oh, what does D says? Did you see the high gloss? 12,000, 8 of 10. Seen a couple of them. Heard they've sold. So that's good stuff. AM, thanks for joining tonight. Good to have you. Everybody else, good to have you all this evening. That's it. I will No show on Wednesday. I'll be on the Sports Card Investors and Ebays. Uh, virtual holiday sports card conference, I believe it's called, and I will be uh, I will be uh, a guest on that show Wednesday night at, at about seven thirty or sorry, what I think they told me nine fifty eight p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. So check that out. That'll be streaming on the Sports Card Investors YouTube channel. Good night, everybody. Good night to you, Legion. D Cabral, we did that. AM did that. Carlos, good show. Thanks, Carlos, for tuning in. That's right. Yep. Eric says that's right. So that's it. I'm ending this. End broadcast. Good night, everybody. We'll see you again. Thanks for tuning in. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.